Right on. Hello, everyone. I am Jeremy Kirby, of course, uh, Jack Kirby's grandson. Um, I am so excited to be here with my uh, good friend, Jeff Lee. I guess you could say it's kind of like a, uh, a Lee and Kirby, or how about a Kirby and Lee production we can do on this one? So Yes, and, and just to clarify, no relation. <laughs> no relation. So all, everybody that's flipping out right now, we're hearing that. No relation. There you are, but a very good writer in your own right. So there you go. So it's it, it must be a Lee thing. So um, yeah. So thanks. Thank you for for obviously thanks for everyone that's going to be joining with us today. Um, you know, I know I, I I'll let uh, Jeff speak for himself, but both of us are just elated to be doing this, and uh, and um, we're excited to have people listening in, and hopefully not boring you guys to death on on some of the history of, of comics that I had. The um, the gracious ability to be around, you know, almost by accident, obviously. So um, I'm excited to to bring that to you guys. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Now, my love of comics is endless. You know, it's I say I tell people it's in my blood, even though again it's not no relation. Um, <laughs> but but the question, the biggest thing is people don't really know who Jack Kirby was and his impacts on comic unless they are comic fans. So. When you go see a Marvel movie and you're looking through the credits and all of a sudden it says characters based on the original concepts of Stan Lee, of course, because he's got the cameos. But then your grandfather's name, Jack Kirby, shows up. People yeah. see that name and they don't know who he is. So, so tell me, first and foremost, why is it important for your grandfather to have his name on that screen like that? Um, well, I mean, because he created and co-created the characters. So it's, it's, it's real simple in that respect for me. And I think a lot of other comic fans as well, that, um, the funny thing is, is that literally there, there were so many thousands or millions of comic fans out there that were just excited to start seeing my grandfather's name on those movies that I was. Um, so it's, it's been an amazing, you know, last few years to finally, uh, see his name up there. I think it's wonderful. And, you know, and, and seeing people now that are coming up to me that were not, you know, OG, we'll say comic book fans, you know, people that have only been around the last few years because of these movies, really. And uh, them, you know, coming up and, and when they find out who my grandfather is, just, you know, they're absolutely elated. And and watching them kind of do and, and, and talk about how they went back and, and looked at some of the history, I think, was really neat because it goes to show that, um, you know, when, when people see the name and they want to find out more about a person and then they dig into the history behind the comics. And I feel like they they get a, a great love uh, for my grandfather. Yeah, it's a, a hugely important thing. Um, oh, yeah. as, as moving on from that, give us just a few minutes of the history of your grandfather's, where he started, how he got into comics, and just a little bit of that that starting point so people can get some reference here. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll speak more about it on, you know, one of the things that we want to do with the podcast is is open up this for, for you guys, all the fans out there, to be able to send in your questions, um, you know, for me to be able to, to converse with you guys and, and give you information on what you want to hear. But I, I'll definitely go over kind of a, a quick background, you know, for those of you that might not be too familiar with Jack Kirby, uh, but are just now kind of, uh, you know, joining the Kirby family, so to speak, and, uh, and becoming fans. But 
you know, my, my grandfather, he, he started off, obviously, they were very poor. Uh, his parents were immigrants. You know, he was living in the Lower East Side of New York City, uh, and they had nothing. And, you know, for him being able to, cr- to create, you know, and, and draw and have this, this output, um, it was his way out, you know, and he saw, it, uh, you know, as his way out of the ghetto, so to speak, and being able to, you know, provide a better life for himself and his family. Um, so that's one thing. And then on top of that, he just had this, you know, am- amazing gift, not just of uh, being able to draw, obviously, you know, we all think Jack Kirby as a, as an artist first, because he's known as the artist behind these characters. But what people don't realize is he, his creative force was um, untouchable. His ability to create these characters on whims and and utilize them and mold them and get a, a good pulse on what um, the American psyche was and create characters that spoke to those people. You know, one of the things, and, and not just, you know, my grandfather, but, but other people like Will Eisner, um, Bill Finger, Bob Kane, you know, and Stan Lee, like, you know, a lot of these guys, they were, you know, poor Jewish kids, and they didn't, they didn't create, you know, characters just for poor Jewish kids. They created characters for Americans, you know, they created characters for everyone. It was all inclusive, and it, I, uh, you know, I think it brought everything together, and, you know, again, I could, I could go off on a whole tangent about that, but I think that was one of his most amazing qualities was his, his ability to make people feel included and um, to make people uh, believe in the characters that they were reading about. So I just, you know, I, I think that was amazing. Um, one right. of the things I love about his, his creations. So. Right. So he, he literally was capturing the American dream in his artwork and in the characters he was creating because of where he came from and his standing in the society at the time he was he was giving hope to kids everywhere that this is what America was and this is what it could be with the heroes that he was developing. Absolutely. Yeah. My my grandfather was a dreamer. You know, he he wanted uh you know he wanted a perfect society, but he knew society's not perfect. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. he created these characters to almost to like help guide people, you know, like not not like we shouldn't need help doing what's right, but he he designed these characters as Kind of, um, you know, with with what he felt the best of um, human nature was, and he channeled that into his creations. And the worst of human nature, obviously, you know, <laughs> he channeled into into his villains. You know, Doctor Doom and Dark Side, and um, you know, and everyone like that. You know, they were, uh, you know, they were just uh, just as much, but on the polar opposite side of doing good. You know, and that's why his villains were so amazing as well, and why so many people love. I uh, love, you know, those creations as well, just as much as the heroes. It's it's the villains that he was able to create as well. Right. And he didn't, of course, do it alone. We know that there were many people that were helping hands in that, most specifically your grandmother. She helped out with a lot of his kind of flushing up ideas, right? Yeah, it was it was real funny. And I think you can never give, um, you know, too much credit to my grandmother uh, because not only would she ink some of the uh, some of the early comics? I mean, even for DC, she inked some of the stuff there. Um, but she had no problem, no problem kind of, uh, you know, telling my grandfather that idea is too wacky or, you know, or this idea might work, but but something else might work better. So not not only was she an inspiration for him, uh, but she was also, uh, you know, not only an inspiration to Muse, but she literally had input on those characters 
um, as well. And, you know, and, and that was kind of a guiding light for him. And then, you know, obviously being able to work with, you know, with longtime friend and partner, Joe Simon, you know, for, for Captain America, S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the other, you know, characters that were out there. I mean, not only were they creative partners, but I mean, they, they remained friends, you know, for the remainder of their lives, which I think is amazing. And of course, the, the extremely talented um, Stanley as well, you know, that, that started off um, you know, basically helping out and running errands for, for Joe Simon and, and, and my grandfather and Captain America and, uh, and going from there. So he was very lucky um, to have amazing partners that he worked with um, that were able to see, basically, really see my grandfather's talents and, and tap into them. And I think that was wonderful. You're building an ideology in their creations to be better. Now, moving on from that, there are three iconic things grandfather Mm -hmm. Uh, one is the curvy pose the famous hand reaching out hero jumping oh yeah that that pose that was almost in every comic he ever created two kirby crackle which i i know what they actually used as like wallpaper in the old marvel studio or marvel uh, (laughs) publishing house and three the cigar can you speak to uh to those yeah i mean you know number one obviously the pose was my grandfather's way of always trying to show action on the page. You know, there was, it's it literally, I, I don't think there's anyone out there until even till today um, that has the ability to relay emotion and action um, throughout simple panels on a comic book, uh, you know, on, on that comic page. And I think, you know, what he was able to do is, is fantastic. I wish I had more of the artwork today hanging on my walls, you know, but um, so that, you know, yeah, so that's amazing. And now that's transformed over to some of the better comic book movies. Um, Same thing. It's about relaying that action and that, that constant motion that draws the reader in on every panel. You know, my grandfather had the ability for in in 99% of those panels, even if they were small, a panel on you know the bottom of the page it's this fluent motion that guides the reader forward and keeps them entertained and keeps them moving and flowing with that story um so that's that's one thing you know obviously um the next would be the cigar of course yes um you know chomping on the cigar and later on the you know his pipe and everything else i know he he became uh you know that's you know signified a lot of things and I would like to point out, though, that he would not like to be known as promoting uh, smoking in any way as he did stop um, and had to stop later on in life because of health issues. Um, But that being said, it was a time where my grandfather oftentimes worked alone. He worked in, you know, what what my father and and the rest of my family would call the dungeon, you know, Long Island and then later on in in, uh, California. So it was just one of those things where when he would work a 10-hour I'll say a day, but in reality, it was the middle of the night, you know, let's say a 10 hour shift. And, uh, you know, he's all alone in the middle of the, um, you know, downstairs in the dungeon, so to speak, working on that drawing uh, table, you know, it was just him and his cigar. And I think that it was, you know, almost a way of keeping, keeping him company, you know, keeping him going as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's very true as well. Yeah. I did. I do the same thing with a cup of coffee. I can't write unless I've got a Yes, and it's, I it's think bad. Anybody say say coffee's bad for you? Yes, I, it's a hard thing to not have a cup of coffee when I'm writing. So I can see exactly why Jack would have that cigar, even if it was just in his mouth. And so it didn't even have to be lit. 
Well, that's what's funny. If you notice in a lot of the, that cigar was not even lit. And I think that's the funniest thing. Go back for all you comic historians, go back, look at the photos. And a lot of times you'll realize that he was literally just like, uh, just like Jeff said, he was literally just chomping away on it, but it wasn't actually lit as well. So it's, that's an interesting point that you brought up. So right on. Now, uh, the last one, of course, Kirby Crackle. There is a band. You know, the Kirby Crackle was another thing that my grandfather did because of the need to convey energy on a panel. You know, there's no he, – he really wanted to use up all available space to him, um, which is amazing because the fact that he was able to go through and create these pages so fast – um, which has been, you know, uh, many people documented the fact of how many pages he was able to churn out in, in, in a record time. But he would he would fill in with Kirby Crackle, and it was a way of him to um, to showcase his view of not just the universe, but of energy, of emotion. And um, it's amazing to see. It was amazing to see in the movies as well. I know, you know, like look back at Ragnarok and a few of the other movies. I think it's. Um, it was great for them to include it to them, for them to embrace, you know, that's, that's the neatest thing is people are, you know, are embracing my grandfather's uh, way of storytelling, which I think is amazing. And I think that's, what's making some of these movies so much fun to go watch as yeah. well. Especially like uh new gods panels. Yes. Anything in new gods, his crackle set that futuristic tone to really separate it. This was something different. This was, yeah a different place, a different time. And yeah, it, most of it is just lines with circles and, and like what an engineer might do. Yeah. But to put that thought into comics to fill the page, it goes far beyond just filling the page. And what's neat about it, and I'm glad you mentioned it, is it, you're absolutely right. It's, it's not just about the need to put something else on a page. Um, you know, for any aspiring artists out there, writers out there, um, people... The, the reader knows when you're doing something that's just filler. They'll, you know, especially fanboys and, and all of us, we have no problem calling someone out, right? So you have no, yeah. <laughs> if someone does a, a good book and you know they can do better, trust me, fanboys are the first people that are going to jump on you and say, hey, that was filler. Um, but the, the, the conveyance, and again, that Kirby Crackle, it's a, there's, there's meaning behind it. And everything, and, and trust me, Jeff and I, for everyone listening, we are going to do an entire podcast on the new gods. Trust me, it's coming. There's, we could probably do 20 of them and still not, still not fill it up. But with the new gods, you know, something that everyone needs to understand is that was so personal to him. The new gods, that, that whole, every series that had to do with them, um, you know, everything from forever people to, um, you know, to the new gods books themselves, uh, Mr. Miracle, obviously. That was those were his babies. Like that was his pursuit, and that was that was what his um, career as a, col- a comic book artist was leading up to for him, um, both good and bad. Like that that was, and again, we'll get more into it, but that really was his um, coup de gras. You know, that was what he wanted to be his, you know, his life's work. You know, he put that into those New Gods books, and um, I know obviously people are hearing out there now about. You know, some of the rumblings about the movie coming out for uh, for Warner Brothers, and obviously we'll get into that, but um, I cannot, you know, stress enough how much, you know, I am so excited uh, about that as well, to see the, the new gods come to the screen. I know that uh, the director is going to do an amazing job. I have the utmost respect for her, 
And um, so, yeah, we're, we're all very excited about that as well. So um, we'll be doing a lot on the new gods, that's for sure. Yeah, and there's there's plenty to do. I mean, there's been the new Mr. Mar- Miracle comic run that DC put out has been really well received, and that covers a lot of those um, offshoots that people don't realize are connected to the new comic, like Big Bartha and Mr. Miracle. I've been seeing, I think it was issue two, where it's Orion taking his helmet off and just looking at it. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a poignant picture for people that knew who Orion is, and then yeah. also a good catch for those that don't know who Orion is and his connection to the New Gods. Yeah, now, I think um, Tom and Mitch over at DC are probably two of, and, and I think everyone would agree they're they're two of the best comic creators out there right now. And there's a lot of great comic creators out there for uh, for a lot of different uh, companies, but but yeah, Mitch and Tom are doing a bang up job on Mister Miracle. I'm I'm very sad to see it come to an end. I think a lot of the readers are too, but I'm looking forward to their next work um, as well because Mr. Miracle's been, it's been great. You know, so one of the things that, one of the things that um, that's, that's good and bad is whenever someone gets on a Kirby book, they obviously want to pay homage because, you know, my grandfather was usually such a big inspiration on them. Um, and, And that's great. But one of the things that I love about, the current Mr. Miracle run is that they're not afraid to make it their own. They're not afraid to, um, to try new things with it. And that's what keeps these characters, you know, going. That's what gets the next generation of readers um, excited about, you know, characters like Mr. Miracle, that type of thing is, is the ability to, to do something new with them, you know, still, still respect the source material, but at the same time, um, put their own spin on it. And I think they've done an amazing job out there and, and DC normally, um, everyone there has always done just a, a bang up job and, and not just, you know, keeping the books going, but keeping my grandfather's uh, memory alive. You know, they've always been top notch over there. So big props yeah. to everyone in DC. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Right on. Now, another thing that we'll, we'll get into in, in later on podcast are Kirby cameos. My most favorite cameo wasn't even a cameo in real life was in Superman animated series. Yeah. What the detective that they literally took your grandfather's face and went here, this is Jack Kirby, but it's not Jack Kirby. And then of course, when that character passed away, spoilers, sorry. Um, they did a whole hail to the King at the end of that episode. And yeah. Not knowing who Jack Kirby was as much when I first started watching that show and then talking with you about it, that has to be my favorite cameo, but I know he did, he did several, correct? Yeah, and you know, and that obviously that one was funny because that that caught me off guard. I had no idea about it, and I was literally sitting at my apartment when that came on, you know, and watching uh, and watching that episode and seeing that end. And, and they even did, you know, for for my non-Jewish listeners out there, they even did the Shema prayer at the end of the episode. I just remember like bawling. <laughs> I was just sitting there on my couch, just bawling, like watching this episode, like ah. Oh. But it was it was great, and um, you know it was good to see, and you know that type of stuff. It's you know it's so meaningful because not just for the fans and and all those guys, Paul Dini and everyone that was working on that. You know, obviously that they were uh, they were big fans of of my grandfather. But like, how much it just means to you know to my you know to me as as the grandkid, you know, and and I'm sure to to a lot of the other. I can't speak for the rest of the family, but. I'm sure for them as well, seeing stuff like that is, is just so amazing. It really, it really touches us. And I think it, it touches a lot of the other fans as well. You know, like I always say, 
you know, a fan of my grandfather, we're all part of the same family. Like my grandfather treated all his fans like they were part of the family. And, and I like that as well. It's the same thing. So I think that it touched a lot of, uh, a lot of other viewers. And then at the same time, you know, got viewers who had, again, no idea who this Jack Kirby guy is. Why, why is he being, um, you know, why are they doing this at the end of this Superman episode? <laughs> and, uh, and there you are. So, I mean, it, it gets them to, you know, to, go on Wikipedia and go on the, you know, go on the web and, you know, just kind of find out more. So I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Now with that being said, uh, as Jeremy has said multiple times and I've said, there will be an ongoing podcast like this where we will be answering your questions as the fans to really get to the nitty gritty of who Jack Kirby was and comics in general, because without, in this is my personal opinion, without your grandfather, we would not have the comics that we have, but we wouldn't have the movies that we have. We wouldn't have some of the video games that we have. His life and his ideals touched so many facets in this time that without his ideas, even though he got multiple people working with him, we may not even have the things that we have now. So that's really important. That's what we'll be touching base on um, as we go through our podcast. Now, before we, we close this out, Jeremy, why don't you tell him your website, how they can get a hold of you, uh, where they can post their questions, uh, and we'll get down get down to that. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Obviously, uh, for all of you listening, feel free. Um, on Facebook, it's Jack Kirby, the King of Comics. Go ahead and uh, like the page. Uh, go ahead and like the page there again, Jack Kirby, the King of Comics. Um, we have a great community. Um, on Twitter, go ahead and follow me. It's at Jack Kirby Comics. Again, at Jack Kirby Comics, and you'll see me there, Jeremy Kirby. I post some great um, photos, some great artwork, and some great behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, we have a lot to talk about from, you know, the very first Comic Cons down in San Diego to unused characters that have never really seen the light of day, um, as well as just some of the history. You know, I'm pretty sure none of the listeners... Uh, out there know that my grandfather actually designed when he was thinking about going over to DC from Marvel actually designed a Hulk for DC. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, we'll share some of the artwork, which I actually still own for that as well. So we just have some exciting stuff like that to talk about. And I can't wait to interact uh, with the fans and hopefully even if we can work it out, do some live uh, webinars as well and some live podcasts for people where we can uh, just kind of make it a fun party so we look I'm definitely looking forward to this yeah it should be a whole hell of a lot of fun at this point we'll go ahead and uh, wrap down this introduction thank you uh, for being here as always thank you fans for listening post your questions give us info give us topics I'm not saying do the job for us but if you want to help as, as an unpaid intern I'm not going to complain <laughs> I was going to say, please do all the work for us. I have no problem with that. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, thank you, everyone. We we appreciate it, Jeff and I both. Um, I can't wait to um, you know hear what you guys have to say, keep those questions flowing, and um, I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Uh, I can't thank all the fans out there enough. I, I always love to, uh, whenever I go to a Comic-Con, I've been on San Diego panels, and we hope to do some uh, some more panels around the uh, the country this year as well. I always end by thanking the fans. And, and obviously, again, you guys are all part of the family. Uh, your support throughout the years meant so much to my grandfather 
And for all the new people out there that are just finding out about, you know, who Jack Kirby was, um, welcome aboard, man. Welcome to the family. We, we love having you, and I can't wait to talk to you further. So uh, thank you all so much. Yes, thank you, fans. That was Jeremy Kirby. Thanks so much for listening to Kirby on Comics. Stay tuned, keep informed, send us questions, and we'll see you next time, folks. Bye, guys.